0: Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret's just-arrived collection of swim and
1: other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the Very Sexy Collection, like the made-to-be-seen, very sexy push-up bra in on-trend hues like green, citron, and black shine. Rewind to the future with the
0: VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks
2: from
1: the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe
3: with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic, Onobotulinum Toxin A, and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What? 3510300 and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast and iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast.
0: You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time.
1: Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first class luxury meets world-class drama.
0: A new season of the Kardashians starring. Well, the Kardashians, of course.
1: And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean.
0: It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. For the love, there is nothing worse than shaving your legs. A total game changer to my beauty routine is Nair. That is right. The OG hair removal. Nair saves me so much time and the best part is no nicks, no cuts, and you will have smooth skin for days. You have to make sure to check out Nair's new sensational shower creams and body creams. My favorite shower cream is the Moroccan argan oil and orange blossom. The scent creates the ultimate pampering experience. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online.
2: This is Teddy Teapot with Teddy Mellencamp.
0: Hi you guys, welcome to this week's Teddy Teapod. I am here with Sam Rubin, who you guys know is the entertainment anchor for KTLA Morning News, the number one news program in Los Angeles. And I am excited to be talking about the Oprah interview that we watched last night. Sam, thank you so much for joining us.
2: Happy to Teddy, you know, you and I were the only ones who watched it. Uh, CBS is saying 17 million people tuned in, and that's the initial number, you know, people who DVR'd it and are watching it a little later, that'll be added up. So I wasn't sure how many people would actually tune in, but I tell you what, you put two very famous people together along with Oprah Winfrey, and you know, it's one of the highest rated shows of the year. Well, I mean, to
0: to start off, Oprah is so incredible. She has such a way to show empathy, compassion, but also get great information without it coming off in any sort of way to offend anyone, but also by getting both sides of the story. I'm just so blown away by every interview that she does.
2: Well, you know, the thing that she does, Teddy, which a lot of people don't do, is she actually listens. I think uh, these, you know, press junkets or other circumstances, you see people walk in with a list of questions. And they're just reading their questions. They're not paying attention to the answers. And experienced interviewers know the the next question is always a result of the answer. So I think you saw a lot of really genuine moments. And there was this part, particularly when talking about uh, a potential, you know, horrific uh, sort of act of prejudice against uh, at this point unbo- uh, unborn Archie. Where, where Oprah just goes, what? Like she, you know, the, the way we would all react, she literally couldn't believe what, what Megan was saying to her.
0: I agree. And I, I think not only does she listen, but she waits and will ask the question almost again, you know, as, you know, to what you were saying, the what, or she'll repeat what, what the person said so that they can then add to it. So then you get even more to the story than what they originally said, which is just, I mean, it's so helpful. And I think also going into this interview, I had my own assumptions of what would happen from what I'd seen play out in the press. And I feel like this was like an unveiling each, you know, each little segment, there was something else that you found out and you're like, wow, I'm really learning from this. Or, wow, it already changed my opinion from what I felt seven minutes ago Um, because she just had a way of getting the information out there. But I mean, I... I truly, I, I have to be honest, like going into this interview today and talking with you about it, I had a little bit of anxiety even talking about all the things that, that were said in the interview. And so if I'm having anxiety talking about this on my own podcast, could you imagine being a royal and <laughs> making a mistake on what you're allowed to talk about and what you're
2: not? Well, it's not only that, but one thing because of the you know highly highly charged uh, things that she said. You know, in in other circumstances, if, if somebody had leveled against a charge against somebody else, they may well you know stand up for themselves and say, "Hey, you know what? She misunderstood, or you know what? That's not true." But you're kind of hearing absolutely nothing from the palace today, and. I don't think you will in the next couple of days. We'll see. One thing that's interesting, as, Teddy, you and I are having this conversation, this Oprah conversation now airs around the world. So on Sunday night, uh, folks saw it in the U.S. Today, on Monday, Australia, other countries in the Commonwealth, New Zealand, uh, the U.K. itself. So, you know, obviously the, the interview was out there, but to see the whole thing in its totality – in in areas where frankly they're probably more interested in Meghan and Harry than we are in the US.
0: And especially now that it's everywhere, you know, I knew even watching it on west coast feed versus the east coast feed, I was seeing things play out through the press, there were quotes, there were different things coming through and it made me want to see it more so I could understand what was happening. And I mean a lot of what they talked about from the beginning was from being, you know, nation's heroine to nation's villain. And the different yeah between famous people
2: and royals? Well, I I, I tell you what, I I think royals are at a different tier because, you know, fame is a kind of disposable commodity uh, in America and else places around the world. But, you know, there are people who are... When when you said that phrase, I I don't know why my mind jumped to this, but it just did. During the whole OJ thing, for a period of time, for, you know, six weeks, Cato Kalin, was the most famous man in America, right? And you know, he testified at the trial. And I remember being at the Four Seasons on Doheny and Burton Way um, at a Mother's Day dinner with her brunch with my mom. And Cato walked into the room, and the room literally froze. And now, flash forward x number of years later, Cato could be a busboy at that same restaurant, and nobody would pay any attention. So it's really interesting. How, you know, fame goes, but but, but royal fame, uh, you know, look how long the monarchy has, has endured. That, to me, is at an d- entirely different level. So, uh, you know, again, and this is one other thing about Meghan Markle. Meghan Markle was a successful working actress on a moderately successful cable TV series for seven years. And that puts her in the same company, I don't know, as two or three hundred other people. But obviously uh, meeting and becoming engaged and then marrying Harry puts her at a totally different level.
0: Yeah. I, I and mean, I think they started the interview off by saying, listen, guys, no matter what you've seen, there's no agreement here. There was no payment because so already people were saying, OK, the only reason they did this is because of payment. But like, what was the actual purpose of the interview? That's what I think, you know. Well, you
2: see, that's a good question, too. And and, and I think this brings up sort of a debate. All right. They are very, very famous. They are very well known. And this interview only increases their fame and their notoriety. Well, fame and notoriety can be commercialized. They have a big deal with Netflix. They have a big deal with Spotify. So they're doing this interview, quote unquote, for free. But it does fuel their commercial interests as well. So I, I don't think, you know, they would do this interview with just anybody and have it air on the local, you know, cable access station in Santa Barbara. You know, they made a very deliberate choice to do this, frankly, in the biggest possible way with, you know, the most prominent interviewer of the moment. So that, that it, you know, quote unquote, there's no payment, but there, there are rewards for doing it.
0: Don't miss the new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. Season 5 promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan.
1: And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise.
0: The sizzling new reality show set on the Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island and secrets don't stay secret for long.
1: So, come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now and it's waiting for you on Hulu.
3: Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic, Onobotulinum Toxin A, and iFun Women grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What? 3510300 and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast.
1: Do you want zero dollar delivery fees? Try Dash Pass by DoorDash. You won't regret it. Whether it's food from your favorite
0: restaurants, groceries from across town, or anything in between. Dash Pass is the most affordable way to get everything you need delivered right to your door. Get more from delivery for less with Dash Pass, $0 delivery fees, and reduced service fees on eligible DoorDash orders.
1: Sign up for Dash Pass today and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change, terms apply.
0: Open the door to $0 delivery fees and savings you can't get anywhere else. Sign up for Dash Pass today, only on DoorDash, and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member subject to change. Terms apply. For the love, there is nothing worse than shaving your legs. It takes so much time out of your day, and you may cut yourself by accident. A total game changer to my beauty routine is Nair. That is right, the OG hair removal. Not only do I love my Nair, my daughter Slate does as well. My mom used to let me Nair when I was her age, but it was not the best smell back then. But now, Nair smells so dang good. Nair will save so much time, and the best part is, no nicks, no cuts, and you will have smooth skin for days. You have to make sure to check out Nair's new Sensational Shower Creams and Body Creams. Like I said, they all smell amazing. My favorite shower cream is the Moroccan Argan Oil and Orange Blossom. The scent creates the ultimate pampering experience. I also recommend the Nourishing Oat Milk and Vanilla Body Cream. I swear, the scent lasts on your body for hours. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. Let's kind of like break down some of the key things that stood out to us watching the interview. I mean, for starters for me, like one I was like blown away by how absolutely like beautiful and stunning and well-spoken that Meghan Markle was. But then I started, you know, as the interview started going on, there were certain things that she said, like, she never once Googled Harry. Or that she... And I I was wondering to myself, like, what is wrong with me? Like, I'm I'm not even married to a royal. And don't you worry, I did a deep dive into Edwin Ariabe before we got together.
2: Well, yeah, I think think that's a very funny thing. But you know one thing that, to me, has made... Megan unique forever is back to that categorization I already just talked about that uh, you know a, a moderately successful working television actress when she got together with Harry they looked because, because somebody in her position normally would appear on talk shows and game shows and other things to fuel her own publicity right seven years on a series they found one episode where she cooked with Rachel Ray and that's it that's almost unheard of that's that shows to me somebody who didn't have a personal publicist who wasn't really interested in pushing herself as a name or as a brand or whatever and in a weird way that made me like her more
0: so she didn't necessarily do press once they started dating but when opportunities presented itself when she was on suits or a working actress she would do press so I wonder if what happens is once you start dating a, a royal or a prince or whomever it is, are you then immediately told, cut the press? And I think, you know, she when she said she had always advocated to use her voice and she stepped into a situation where she had to be silenced. And that really kind of hit home and, and, and made you realize how lonely and how hard being in that setting is. I think oftentimes you see all the glamorous aspects of you know, being in that institution, but you don't see the other parts. I mean, even at the end of the interview, when they asked Harry what he's most grateful for, and he said that I can go on a walk with my son. I was never able to do that as a child.
2: Well, yeah. Uh, that and then this reference that Megan said several times about, quote unquote, the firm. And, you know, that when, when, when I hear a phrase like the firm, I think of some big, steely, impersonal corporation. And so I think she's, in essence, equating that to the monarchy as this big, steely, impersonal uh, and, 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 and personal might be the key phrase, because
4: uh,
2: I know we talked a, a little earlier about, you know, this this startling admission that she was feeling so blue and so upset. And, you know, you, you have these thoughts, gee, would everybody be better off without me? Um, and then and then this was the this was another Oprah what uh, part where she said, you know, I, I, I you know, tried to speak to this uh, people at people of the palace, you know, and, and, and her exact phrase was, you can't just hop into an Uber and go to a therapist, but that the palace was essentially, you know, and I'm paraphrasing, hey, we don't want to hear this. And, and, you know, you can't possibly uh, seek help or seek treatment because, you know, it, 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 it looks bad for the firm.
0: And, and, and I mean, the part that's so hard to recognize right there is how... If somebody has suicidal thoughts, you have to believe them. Because I, I that's what I can't wrap my head around is, you know, you don't know how somebody else is feeling unless you step into their shoes. And if she has shared with anybody within, you know, the firm or the institution or whatever word, you know, it is, or I think at one point she even said HR. I didn't know that the palace had HR, but the fact that she shared that information how can you not try to help at that point? How can you not get them help? Like how, it's, it's heartbreaking to me.
2: Yeah, it, it it really is absolutely extraordinary. And, you know, again, and this you, you sort of referenced this before, I think on the outside, you know, we think, oh my God, she has it all. She comes into it with these physical gifts, with these obvious talents. Uh, she meets this man who's, you know, deeply in love with her she has the most amazing wedding ever um and then you know this from from that to all of this and to this this need and again i'm paraphrasing her words but to escape from all of it and um and then one one comment uh that, that i heard this morning which i thought was very interesting it's really interesting you know we're we're both yanks we're both americans but to hear um some of the Brits react uh, and Richard Quest, who's a CNN commentator, who's very, very British. um, You know, he was just like, this is Diana all over again. And, you know, people didn't believe that, you know, Diana engaged in self-harm, but she obviously engaged in self-harm and uh, the uh, phrase that he used, you know, she threw herself down the stairs, all the, all the eating things. One other thing that that I think is really worth mentioning, um, Teddy, are you a big uh, watcher of the crown or have you, you seen any of it?
0: I've seen some of it. And I also watched the documentary on Princess Diana.
2: So if you watch The Crown this season, which is all about Charles and Diana, and this is something that struck me. It's it's a particularly good season of The Crown. It's won all these awards. The actors playing uh, Charles and Diana are, are exemplary. But it, it it shows Charles as this extremely cold guy. And then it shows Diana as this unbelievably young and very, very naive girl, teenager. Right. And and th- there's one particular episode I would encourage people to watch. It's in the, the fourth season of The Cycle that's on Netflix now, where Charles and Diana take this very public trip to Australia. And, you know, Charles is not very well thought of. And then Diana is beautiful and personable. And the entire country flips for diana and number one charles reaction is one of sort of annoyance and jealousy and then um and teddy you might have experienced this to to a degree with with notoriety or notoriety that your father certainly enjoyed um you see these crowds just cheering diana and slowly but surely you know she laps it up as, as i think anybody would i mean people are just you know they're just they, they can't get over it and they're just freaking out and she's, she's handling it really, really well. And so, uh, you know, again, for, for somebody like Meghan Markle, who again, had a degree of notoriety, but nothing like this. And then you start achieving uh, notoriety like that. And, and certainly she traveled with Harry. Um, it's just all really heady stuff.
0: Well, I think, you know, they started to feel something prior to getting married because they got married three days before, you know so they could enjoy the moment for them but then also you know i think harry spoke about it a little bit last night where he said when everybody first met megan she had a similar you know the the fans had a similar reaction that they did that they had to my mother and we knew that with the way that it works out with the press and with the other people in the royal family, that means that they have to start turning on each other. I'm paraphrasing, but essentially that really got at me. Like if one person's thriving, somebody else has to be suffering.
2: Right, and so okay, in the ideal circumstance, and you know that cliche phrase, a rising tide raises all boats. That, you know, if it's good for you, it's good for me. Right. But as the, as the crown really shows off, and particularly that episode, so in that episode, while they're getting all this adulation in Australia, uh, the Queen, Queen Elizabeth, is watching home movies of a trip she took to Australia many, many years earlier, and is basically comparing the crowd size. Like you know, did she, and, and people, you know, staffers are kind of reassuring her. Oh, mum, you had more people. Or oh, mum, you know, she may have more people, but they love you more, and that kind of stuff. It just so one one phrase that has struck with me, and you know, you can't quantify this but certainly x number of people have watched the crown a lot of people so i think people who watched and are immersed in the crown who came to the oprah interview are seeing it through what i describe as the lens of the crown right. and if you're seeing it through the lens of the crown then you kind of think gee the monarchy is <laughs> fairly dysfunctional and they're they're not rooting for one another it is sort of this you know uh, game of knives or the knives out, as it were. You
0: like to watch the new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time.
1: Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump.
0: Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Roosevelt, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. But be warned, it's a small island, and secrets don't stay secret for long.
1: So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu.
3: Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFun Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What 351 0300 and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast.
1: Do you want $0 delivery fees? Try Dash Pass by DoorDash. You won't regret it. Whether it's food from your favorite restaurants, groceries from across town, or anything
0: in between, Dash Pass is the most affordable way to get everything you need delivered right to your door.
1: Open the
0: door to $0 delivery fees and savings you can't get anywhere else. Sign up for DashPass today, only on DoorDash, and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member subject to change. Terms apply. For the love, there is nothing worse than shaving your legs. It takes so much time out of your day, and you may cut yourself by accident. A total game changer to my beauty routine is Nair. That is right, the OG hair removal. Not only do I love my Nair, my daughter Slate does as well. My mom used to let me Nair when I was her age, but it was not the best smell back then. But now, Nair smells so dang good. Nair will save so much time, and the best part is no nicks, no cuts, and you will have smooth skin for days. You have to make sure to check out Nair's new sensational shower creams and body creams. Like I said, they all smell amazing. My favorite shower cream is the Moroccan argan oil and orange blossom. The scent creates the ultimate pampering experience. I also recommend the nourishing oat milk and vanilla body cream. I swear the scent lasts on your body for hours smell for yourself try the reformulated nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online what did you think in regards to the megan and kate
2: conversation see that you know it's it's really funny because for some reason when that uh purportedly went down of of the various you know very negative tabloid reports about megan I, I, I guess I missed that one. So I wasn't really aware that anybody had made anybody cry. And then apparently it was, you know, a, a, a discussion about, I guess, what the bride, you know, not the bridesmaids, but the kids in the wedding party, what they were going to wear or who was going to participate. So that just seemed like, um, I don't know, lesser stuff to me. But the, but the one thing is that I, I would think, and again, <laughs> you and I aren't Brits, But is there a natural inclination for a traditional Brit to like Kate more, having nothing to do with race, but because Kate is a Brit through and through, and Megan is an American, you know?
0: Well, especially, I mean, there has to be a competitive aspect. If from the beginning, somebody feels very well received, and then, you know, things may be you know, harmful one direction or the other. But I, I just think that's that's the crazy the crazy thing about press is that you they can skew it whatever way they want to. And then those stories feed off of each other.
2: Absolutely. And then one thing that I think cannot be overstated, I think it is unfair for, you know, you and I as, as Americans, you know, sitting in, in Southern California, oh my God, they're unbelievably racist in the United Kingdom. But I think it is fair to say, and I would say, and others have said it, I think the tabloid press is unbelievably racist. And okay. so I do think that that she got a lot, uh, Megan, <laughs> I wish I could be more elegant. She got a lot of crap that she would not have gotten if she were not biracial.
0: I, I agree. And I think Harry Harry spoke to it quite well when he said, you know, we, we realized some things were going to come up for us, but that's where we were not, we did not know that was going to happen. No matter how much education and learning he had personally done, he did not know that was coming. But then my question is they kept talking about the institution and Oprah even said, you know, is the institution one person or is it people? And it was, they said something along the lines of one person, actually it's several people but we went to the main one but who is that person is that
2: prince charles see i I, you know what i don't know and then and then the one thing that and you know this is this is something where i think you and i approach this as kind of quote-unquote everyday people we're not royal experts and there certainly are royal experts in england who are like god i'm completely pulling this out of thin air uh, every royal has you know three footman servants and two social secretaries and you know whatever they have. So though that minutiae, I don't know. So uh and I don't know how big the firm is. Something that was released
0: today is that he did not have this con the conversation with his grandparents regarding skin color. Harry that came out post the Oprah interview, but there's nothing about you know, who that conversation was with, but I do know that he wanted to clear that out, that, that he did not have that conversation with the queen or his grandfather.
2: Right, and and that, in a way, this is, I don't know, sounds a little odd, but, but I think Harry, knowing if he were to identify a particular person, that that would, in effect, ruin that person, sort of, uh, you know, did that person a favor by by not identifying whoever it was and also by at least clearing the air, if nothing else, uh, for his grandparents. And and, and certainly the queen uh, is, I don't know, has had the longest tenure and is probably the most well-regarded of, of all the royals. Right.
0: And I mean, I think they also talked about how I didn't necessarily realize going in, but they had exhausted all the options to try to make it work, to try to stay. And I don't know that by just my limited knowledge of obviously not being an expert in this, that that was the case by what I had read and that they had written formal letters that his dad had stopped returning his phone calls that he had put it in writing exactly what they were going to do. And you know, it, it, it just became something that just kept spiraling more and more and more until the point where they, they really didn't have a chance, a, a choice to do anything but leave. And, but then, you know, Oprah asked the question, would you have done it without Megan? Would you have left? And he said, no.
2: Oh, for sure. I mean, he would not have had the, the necessity uh, to have left. And, and then the other thing which I did not think got touched upon that much, but and you know, this is a dramatic word. but look at the betrayal from her own father and look at the betrayal from mm-hmm. like her evil stepsister, who have just been you know on line one with the tabloids, you know, from the very, very beginning. And so y- you know, you, you, whatever you get you get involved with Harry, you don't know Harry's family. you know it's a big, prominent family you know, you don't know much else. And then, you know, your own family, your own true flesh and blood just stabs you in the back repeatedly, aided by these, you know, mean-spirited British tabloids. That's that's a terrible circumstance. So you, you know, you you go in pretty wounded just to start.
0: And she said, you know, her main
2: thing was she was repeatedly
0: told how she was going to be protected. So by not doing press or by not responding or not doing things, she was going to be protected. And that turned into being her biggest regret was trusting that she was going to be protected in this when clearly that was not the case. And actually most likely. Because
2: one, one thing that does happen is on occasion when a tabloid story is so unbelievably outrageous, the palace puts out a statement, you know, this isn't true or, or whatever. And I, I, again, I'm not an expert, but I don't recall any time they really stuck up for Megan. And then Megan, you know, has filed these successful lawsuits. megan has gone to court on her own against the tabloids and has won. But it, it doesn't seem, you know, tabloids have been around for a long time. The royals have been around for a long time. You know, somebody in Buckingham Palace can pick up a phone and talk to somebody and say, hey, stop, or this has got to be toned down, or something. And it certainly appears that that did not happen.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, especially when they were in, you know, playing with the the chickens, and they were talking, and Megan says her reference to the Little Mermaid, like, she falls in love with the prince because she has no no voice. And, you know, it just, it really... It's really sad, but then also at the end, you you see happiness to them because
2: they're free. Right, and and isn't that interesting how sometimes, you know, what does every uh, real estate agent say? Location, location, location. That, you know, I'm sure people have done this as a result of of bad marriages or other decisions or career things. You know, sometimes you just get up and move and -hmm. you wake up in a new place and everything feels new and different. And, you know, anybody who's been lucky enough to spend any time there, Montecito is about as close to heaven as you can get. <laughs> so, it, was, um, it looked
0: pretty beautiful last night. And uh, I mean, they definitely, when they said, when Harry said that he had been financially cut off and he had what his mother had left him, but that, you know, that was it. And, you know, they had Tyler Perry even offer to give them security because all security had been cut off. Like, it's just. How can you cut off security? And Harry even said it best. He said, I was born into this risk.
2: This wasn't a choice. for me." And and that's that is startling. And, you know, I, I can't possibly do the math, but to have, you know, reasonable. Security, I, I assume, is a, is a multi-million-dollar endeavor because you know you need it all the time. And so, sure, they have signed these unbelievably lucrative deals, and that's a ton of money. But there are there is a ton of expense. So um, yeah, that's that 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 just that's the one that threw me the most. I was like, what? I mean, I but how that, can they
0: be like, expected almost- not to work or sign these deals if they? weren't able to have the security when there's death threats and they weren't able to get the money. So like, don't you then have to work?
2: (laughs) No. No. Precisely, not only do you have to work, but this is something everybody can relate to. You know, quote unquote, we all have a monthly nut. Well, again, I I don't know, but the monthly nut of 24 hour security for people at that level of fame is hundreds of thousands of dollars just for that. So, you know, you, you've got to be a big earner, I think.
0: And especially add they're about to have a, and they announced that they were having a, a baby girl in the summer. They're adding more kids to their family. Like the security is going to grow and you want to be able to take care of your family financially and protectively. And I think you can, you can't even imagine what Harry must have gone through as a child you know, when he said he you know, wasn't speaking with his brother anymore, you know, they needed space, but they had, they had gone through tragedy together. And when he was concerned about history repeating itself, that is frightening. And as a mother uh, and knowing, you know, my husband and knowing that our, putting our family in that kind of harm's way, nobody would want to do that.
2: I remember very vividly the night that princess Diana was killed in that car crash um, in Paris. And you may or may not remember this, but Tom Cruise whose head was literally going to leave his body called CNN screaming. And he was like, see, you know, and I think he has an equivalent level of fame. Like, you know, this was absolutely bound to happen. And, and, and you know she is not only under threat and now deceased, this is what all of us, and he didn't use this phrase at a certain level, but this is what all of us face. And this is the fear that all of us have. And it was the most compelling, gut-wrenching phone call. Because again, this is a very, very rarefied space, but it's a space occupied by people like Princess Diana and Harry, and because of association with Harry, uh, by Meghan and their children.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I think it's something we see more, not even discussing the royal family, but with everybody in the world of influencers, social media, fame, anything, the number one response you get when something goes wrong or when somebody doesn't like something about you is you signed up for this. You should put on a fake smile right. and deal with it, or showing up right, to right, press right. and you're in the yeah. middle of a divorce, or showing up to, you know, uh, a red carpet and you've just recently had something terrible happen to you. They then the response instead of empathy or instead of understanding is, well, this is what you wanted, right?
2: Right. Yeah, it is a, it is a repudiation of that.
0: My last question for you is, what do you think happens now?
2: Well, there's there's one line I really like and I think is really, really good. That that this is Oprah sort of enabling all of us to accept them now as and I'll put this word in quotes as Americans. Right. That, that 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 Oprah has sort of laid out this carpet, which, you know, was filled with, with difficult conversation and difficult questions, but they've passed. And they now have sort of the blessing of Oprah and Oprah indicated in the interview that she's working with Harry on various projects for Apple TV. So, uh, you know, it's all, you know, I, I, I mean, I think there's a lot of sad stuff, but I, I guess, and this is just, you know, an immediate evaluation, I think it is a win for the two of them.
0: I agree. Oh, well, thank you so much, Sam. I know you have to jump, but uh, I appreciate you coming on and chatting with me as always, and I hope to talk to you soon.
2: Great, Teddy. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to Teddy Teapot on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time.
1: Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump where first-class luxury meets world-class drama.
0: A new season of The Kardashians starring, well, The Kardashians, of course.
1: And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new,
3: and it's streaming now on Hulu. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic, Onobotulinum Toxin A, and iFun Women grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What? 3510300 and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast.
2: Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited time bundle for just 49.99.